Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. It's shout out time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our first shout out is to Scarlet in Melbourne, Australia. Scarlet? Scarlet. There's a Scarletta. Scarletta? There's a Scarletta. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Scarlet. And she's in Melbourne, Australia, and she likes listening to us in bed. And her favorite story is Rosie Revere Engineer. And she likes other books about women that are doing important things in the world. So what do we say? Hi, Scarlett. Thanks for listening. Hi, Scarlett. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Our next shout-out is Bree in Alabama. She loves listening to Sleepyhead Stories. Sleepyhead. And she sent us a special message asking for a shout out. So, hello, Miss Bree in Alabama. Hello, Miss Bree in Alabama. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Yes. And our last shout out is to little Rosalie in Atlanta, Georgia. And little Rosalie was the winner. Her mommy was the winner of our gift bag giveaway. And she got our stuff this weekend. So, we hope you enjoy your stuff, Rosalie. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening. All right, guys. Thank you for those sending in those shout-outs. Keep them coming. We thanks. love hearing from them, right? Yep. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. I have a top-secret mission for you all if you choose to accept. Conchetta is currently out on a walk with her father and our dog, Henna, so this is the perfect opportunity to talk to you all. Conchetta will be turning five on April 10th, and that Sunday, April 14th, I will be releasing a special happy birthday episode for her. What I'm asking from you guys is to help me wishing her and wishing her a happy birthday. So have your parents help you send us an email. You can reach out to us on our website. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram and send us those messages. If you have the Anchor app, which is free to download, by the way, you can find us on Anchor, send us an actual voice message that I will then be able to publish in the special happy birthday episode. Thank you so much for helping me wish her the greatest of happy birthdays. You can send those messages in from now until the birthday episode is up. I'll be reading every single one of them. Thank you. She's going to be so excited to hear from you all. Okay, this is called the if and then game. If and then. If and then, right. Which means if I do something, then you do something. Okay? And this is going like to Simon says sort of like Simon says but a little different, okay? And it's going to teach you about 
computer programming, even though we're not even going to touch a computer. (laughs) Okay? So, for the younger kids out there, like around three years old, if I do something, you can do the same thing as me. So, let's practice. If I spin around in a circle, then you spin around in a circle. Like Simon Says, but you don't see Simon we don't, Says. Yeah, we're not trying to trick you with Simon Says. So, let's try it. If I jump up and down, then you jump up and down. <laughs> but only if I jump up and down. <laughs> and when I stop, then you stop. Okay? So let's keep going a little bit with this version. If I pick up my leg, then you pick up your leg. (laughs) Try to hold your leg up. (laughs) Until I put mine down. Oh, it's hard. Okay, let's try a different one. If I touch my head, then you touch your head. So I'm called the programmer. So I get to decide what the program is going to be. And you are the computer. No! Yes, and you do whatever the programmer says for you to do. (laughs) That's the if and then game. So let's do a couple more. If I shake my head, then you shake your head. Very good. And you don't stop till I stop. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, now stop. Okay. (laughs) All right. If I tap my toes, my toe, tap my foot, you tap your foot, don't stop until I stop, until I say I'm the programmer. Tap, 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 (laughs) tap, 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 tap. Okay, stop. Okay, you understand that? We'll do one more of this version. If I rub my tummy, you rub your tummy. Keep rubbing your tummy. Are you hungry? (laughs) I'm hungry. Rub your tummy. Rub your tummy. Okay, stop. There you go. Now, for kids that are a little bit older, like you, around kindergarten age, five, six years old, we're going to play a little differently. You ready? If I do something... Then you do something, but it's not the same something that I'm doing. So, let me explain. I, I know what you're saying. So I know what you're saying. Okay. You're saying that it's, it's like you're copying it, but now when, what you do, you could do whatever you want. Well, I'm going to tell you what to do, not whatever you want, but yes. So, <laughs> if you see me... Bending up and down like this, down, up, down, up, squatting up and down. You don't squat up and down. When you see me bent, squat up and down like this, down, up, you spin in a circle. So here we go. Ready? I'm going to go. And what do you do when I go down and up, down, up? You spin in a circle when I go down and up. Very good. And then when I stop, you stop. Very good. Okay. The next one, we're going to do a little sequence here. The next one is, if you see me shake my head like this, back and forth like I'm saying, no, you sit down on the floor. 
You just sit on the floor. Ready? What? I'm gonna shake my head. No, what do you do? You sit on the floor, very good. Okay, and then when I stop, you stand I'm back up. Boring. Okay, sorry. All right, and then the last one is, if you see me tapping my nose with my finger like this, boop, 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 you shake your whole body like a crazy animal, like all over. Okay, ready? I'm gonna tap my nose, go. Bop, bop, tap, tap. When I stop, you stop. Tap, keep going, tap, tap, and stop. Okay. We learned three things. Let's try them again. Ready? See if you can remember. I'm going to squat up and down, bend up and down. Ready? Go. What do you do when I do this? Spin in a circle. Go. Spin in a circle. And I'm going to stop. Okay. Next, I am going to shake my head no. What do you do when I do this? Shake my head no. No, no, no. What are you supposed to do? Sit down on the floor. Sit down on the floor. Okay, and now I'll stop. Ready? And the last one, when I tap my nose, what do you do? Tap, 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 tap. You shake crazy. Shake, shake crazy. Shake crazy when I tap my nose. Tap, 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 and stop. All right, let's see. Let's try that one more time, okay? I'm going to squat up and down. Do, do, do. What do you do when I do that? You spin in a circle, that's right. Careful, don't fall into the table. Okay, and stop. Next one. I am going to shake my head now. What do you do? What do you do? That's right, you sit down on the ground when I shake my head now like this and stop. Okay? And the last one, when I tap my nose, boop, boop, boop. What do you do? Go crazy. Shake, 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 shake crazy everywhere. And stop. <sighs> That's it, guys. That's the if and then game. And that's basically how computer programmers work. There's people that tell the computer, if I do this, then you do that. And that's how computers work. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's what they do. You get it? Oh, and there she goes. She's going to go and show her father how to do it. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the if and then game. Right, guys, we're gonna relax a little bit now, right? Mm-hmm. Welcome, it's bedtime. Yes, welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Sleepyhead Stories. So tonight, since we just did that game earlier, where we learned the if and then game, where we learned about how computer programming mm-hmm. works, now we're gonna read about a lady tonight. Tonight, called Ada Lovelace. And the book we're reading is Poet of Science, The First Computer Programmer. And it's written by Diana Stanley, Diane Stanley, and illustrated by Jesse Hartland. Okay, and we are reading this on our Kindle Cloud Reader on an actual computer. So let's read. We're going to read all about Ada Lovelace, who was an actual real person. She was the first person that figured out how to program a computer. Very important. Okay, click. Oh, I'm sorry. Click up here on the arrow. Okay. 
No? Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Oh, you just use this up and down. So here we go. Oh. All right. Here we go. Long, long ago, on a cold winter day, a lonely little girl walked from room to room in a big, old, dark country house. Her name was Ada Byron, and she was looking for something to do. Go ahead. Down? Mm-hmm. Down. Thank you. Ada was good at imagining things. She imagined it would be fun to fly. Then she went about it in a scientific way. First, she studied the flight and the anatomy of birds. She decided her wings would be like theirs, only larger and in proportion to her size. She would build the frames out of sturdy wire so her wings would be strong and then cover the frames with oil rub silk so they would also be light. Finally, she designed a harness to attach the wings to her back. She thought it would be fun to fly from house to house delivering the mail. She'd need to bring a bag to carry all the letters and a map and a compass for navigation. She decided to write a book about her flying project illustrated with pictures and diagrams. She would call it Flyology. And when she had finished that, Ada had a plan to build a steam-powered flying horse. Wow, that sounds really fun. Her mother, Lady Byron, was away at the time, so Ada sent her updates on the flying project. She signed the letters, Your Affectionate Young Turkey, or Your Affectionate Carrier why Pigeon. She why does her kitty have wings and her? Well, because she's inventing and coming up with all kinds of ideas, so it looks like she even put wings on her cat. I think her cat's name was Puff. Why? Because Mommy knows the story a little bit about her. I'm pretty sure her cat's name was Puff. She had never been so happy. Doesn't she look happy? Mm-hmm. But Lady Byron was worried. Oh, this is her mother. Ada seemed overexcited. Worse, she showed, da- she showed dangerous signs of too much imagination. In other words, she was acting like her father. Ooh. Ada's parents were as different as chalk and cheese. Her father was the famous poet Lord Byron. He was a worldwide celebrity, the rock star of his time. There is her mother. Her mother, Lady Byron, was interested in math and science. She was rational, respectable, and strict. The marriage only lasted a year. Ada never knew her father. He left for England soon after she was born. She wasn't sure what he even looked like. His portrait had been covered with a cloth. Being Lord Byron's daughter shaped Ada's childhood in important ways. Ada's mother wanted her to be calm and rational and not emotional and creative like her father. She hoped that the study of math and science would suppress her daughter's imagination, so Ada was given a world-class scientific education. Ada loved machines. She lived during the Industrial Revolution when things were once made by hand from ribbons and spoons to paper and glass but now they were being mass-produced in factories. 
When Lady Byron suggested a trip to see the new factories, Ada was thrilled to go. Everything they saw was interesting, but by far the best was the mechanical loom designed by a Frenchman named Joseph-Marie Jacquard. It could automatically weave cloth in any design you can imagine, from a simple plaid to a fancy brocade in actual pictures of people and trees and animals on the fabric. You know, that's what mommy went to school for. How to make fabric for textiles, and this is a big textile factory here. Okay, and so let's click to the next page. But how did the loom know which pattern to weave? So a loom, guys, is a big machine that creates fabric, like even what you're wearing right now, your shirt, or the pillowcase right here, or the blanket that you're covering yourself. So the loom makes these, is the machine that makes these fabrics, some of these fabrics. That was the amazing part. The design was translated into a pattern of holes punched into heavy paper punched. cards. You had like a hole punch. You know how you go like this and you punch a hole in paper? Like punch? Yeah, they call it punch, but not with your hand. <laughs> Long chains of these cards were fed into the loom, giving it instructions. To change the design, you would only have to change the cards. Ada was amazed. It was a brilliant idea and not just for weaving, weaving cloth. Why not use punched cards to direct other machines for other purposes? Ada was on to something. Soon she would see how right she was. At 17, Ada's quiet childhood came to an end. Her mother took her to London for the summer for social sessions, a round of teas, dinners, and dances. Ada was dazzled by the gilded ballrooms and the beautiful ladies in their gleaming satin gowns. Everyone wanted to meet Ada because she was Lord Byron's daughter. But Ada didn't know what to say to them. She didn't care about fashion or fox hunting or court gossip. Then she went to one of the weekly gatherings at the home of Charles Babbage, the great mathematician and inventor. All the interesting people went to his parties, from the writer Charles Dickens to the scientist Charles Darwin. As Ada moved through the crowd from one amazing conversation to another, she grew almost dizzy with excitement. They talked about important things, like astronomy, that's the study of the stars, and politics, literature, that's books, and art, and the latest engineering marvels. These were her kind of people. She had more fun with these people. A few days later, Ada went to see a working portion of Babbage's new invention, a calculating machine called the Difference Engine. The Difference Engine. Yes. It could solve math problems at the turn of a crank. So he made this big machine, this man. He would turn this crank here and it would solve math problems. Like what's 2 million plus 3 million? Do you know? Well, the machine would know. The machine would tell you. No, he wouldn't. Yeah. People called it a thinking machine, but Ada knew better. The intelligence was not in the machine itself, but in the, genu the genius of the, its designer. 
Ada felt an instant connection with Charles Babbage. She even dreamed of one day helping his do his important work. And so began one of the most remarkable friendships in the history of science. But Lady Byron, this is Ada's mother, had other plans for her daughter. Ada didn't need a profession. What she needed was a husband. So at 19, Ada married a wealthy man named William Lord King. When he became the Earl of Lovelace, Ada Byron King changed her name once again. And she would go down in history as Ada Lovelace. By the time she was 24, Ada had two children running around wild and one still crying in his cradle. But she hadn't lost sight of her dream. She just postponed it. Now, at last, her moment had come. Babbage was working on another revolutionary machine called the analytical engine. It would be powered by steam. There was no electricity back in those days. So it was powered by steam, and it could do much more than just add and subtract. Hmm. This machine could run any kind of mathematical calculation, then store the results for later use. Best of all, he had borrowed Jacquard's ideas of using punch cards to direct his engine so it could easily change from one operator to another. In short, Charles Babbage had invented the first fully programmable all-purpose digital computer. He was the first man to invent the computer. But there was a problem. So far, his engine was just a plan on paper, and it would cost a ton of money to build. And to raise that kind of money, he needed people to believe in him. So this was Ada's chance to help. An article had been written about the engine, but it was in French, so Ada was able to translate it into the English language so more people could read it. Then Babbage asked her to add some notes at the end explaining what it all meant to computer science. She was perfect for the job. She understood how the engine worked. She was a good writer, and she had the vision to see better than Babbage himself. How much more could you how much more a computer could do besides processing numbers? It could work with any kind of symbol from words to music notes. So this was what Ada was starting to think that it wasn't just for adding up numbers, that it could do so many more things. She also imagined the analytical engine could write text and make music and reproduce images and even play games like checkers and chess. And math. And math. She's like, this this thing can do all kinds of stuff, not just math. But before the machine could do any of those things, the symbols and rules of the operation had to be changed into digital form. Today, we call that programming. And she knew this. Oops. Here we go. Ada needed to explain to her readers exactly how it could be done. As an example to work with, she and Babbage chose an extremely complicated series of calculations called Bernoulli numbers. And then, yeah, Ada showed them step by step, tiny steps, how they could code it for the machine. 
Finally, after nine months of work, there was a sketch of the analytical engine, and it was published. Ada's notes by the translator were almost three times as long as the original notes, but far more important. But she wasn't credited at all. They only gave her credit by giving her initials A-A-L. She was afraid her work wouldn't be taken seriously if people knew she was writing it as a woman. So she didn't sign her name C at the end of her work. She just put A-A-L. Why? Because back then, women weren't seen as to do this kind of work. And so she didn't want people to know she was a woman because she thought they wouldn't believe in what she was writing. Today is not so, not that way. We know, right? Women can do the same thing as anyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Ada didn't care. The girl who had once dreamed of flying, who longed to do something important with her mind, had soared at last. She had looked into the future and imagined a computer age that would arrive not for a hundred years later. A hundred years later. Yeah. And in demonstrating how the code how to code the numbers, Ada Lovelace had written the first computer program ever published. The end. So guys, I know that was a bit of a long one. Thanks for sticking in there. But that was a true, true story of a woman and her life and how she became the first computer programmer ever. And you can thank her today because you're probably listening to us on a computer or on a cell phone. And if it wasn't for Ada's work, these things, like the computer we read the book on, wouldn't exist. Wouldn't exist. Without this lady. All these things. That's right. So what do you, what should we say? Should we say thank thank you to her? Thank you. Thank you, Miss Ada Lovelace. I don't know if she's still alive. No, she's not still alive. But thank you to her. It was important because otherwise, like I said, we wouldn't have any of these cool things. You want to hear anything else about her? No. No? No. I just want to go to bed. (laughs) Okay, guys. Because it's nighttime. It's nighttime and you want to go to bed. Well, I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you enjoyed learning about Ada Lovelace, learning about computer programming. And I hope you keep wanting to learn as you get older. All right, guys. There's a sleepyhead. Oh, listen. Yes. Good night, everybody. Hello! (laughs) Good night, guys. Hi, guys. Corey here from Sleepyhead Stories, and I have some exciting news to share with you all. We now have our very own website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. Hop on there with your parents to see things like pictures, listen to old episodes, purchase cool merchandise, or you can even reach out to us. And speaking of reaching out, we are now going to be giving shout-outs to all our favorite listeners. Send us a message either on our website or an email to sleepyheadstories at gmail.com or a direct message on our Instagram or Facebook page and we'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you have a birthday coming up, 
Let us know, and we'll for sure wish you a happy birthday on the podcast. Also, guys, if you feel to do so, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. You can either leave us a starred review, or if you feel like it, you can write a full review out and let everybody know how much you enjoy Sleepyhead stories. We would truly appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. We love what we do. We love reading books, and we love sharing them with you all. Have a great day or a great night, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.